Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What are you talking about? This conversation can serve purpose. Hello, you're Jay talking this Boston's News Radio. Bradley Jay with you. After a weekend, a beautiful weekend. Beautiful. I mean, it feels like fall, doesn't it? So I was out and about. Uh, I promised myself I'd get out and walk around, especially in the good weather. And I have a little story for you. I'm, let's see. At Trader Joe's, Coolidge Corner. I go there a lot. I get, uh, peaches are good this year, way better than usual, so I'm stocking up on peaches. And uh, they have cheap vodka and lemons. That's pretty much what I was getting. Usually I swing by the food tasting spot, you know, the sampling spot. There are a couple there. And this was no exception. Swung by and got my little thing to eat. I think it was some sort of Indian ricey kind of thing. It was good. And I'm enjoying that little cup of Indian food. And the the guy who is doing the sampling, working for Trader Joe's, is talking to another guy, kind of an old guy, cool-looking guy, long hair, funky-looking guy. And they're having a conversation about what seems like a trip or walking or something. So I start to wander away. And I'm thinking, wait, why am I wandering away? I should I should be curious. So I checked in, and it turns out that the guy who's doing the sampling, working for Trader Joe's, does long, 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 long walks. And I know that you all love travel, and I know that many of you like walking as much as you can. I, I'm always talking about walking, get out and walk, do what you can. So I, th- I was pretty interested, and it, it turns out this guy, his name's Colton Owsley, related to the San Francisco LSD Owsley, by the way, Maybe he'll share that connection. Uh, he goes on these long walks. Like, I like to travel, and I like to walk, but nothing like this guy. He goes on walks, I think, like hundreds of miles, or at least tens of miles. And I didn't have enough time to find out all the details, but I said, hey, guy like you ought to call the show, and we should talk, because I know people would be interested in what you do. So Colton Owsley is with us right now on WBZ. How do you do, Colton? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Bradley? Great. Got a good connection. That's good. So my my story is how, of how we met is pretty accurate, right? It is indeed accurate, except it was, I think, uh, stir-fry. Oh, okay. The Indian food was the day before you were in there, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> so you're really, really hardcore. Can you give us a sense of your how far your walks are, where they are, 
And I typically my my, my the the walks I've done have been typically over a hundred miles. The Camino, the walk I'm planning to do, uh, my next walk will be the longest walk that I'll have um, accomplished thus far. Um, once I complete it, you know it'll be over 500 miles. But uh, my most recent walk was um, through the Italian Dolomites. It was called the Alta Via Two. It was about 120 miles, and it took about 12 days. I uh, started in the northern town of um, Brisson and ended down in Feltri. So it was throughout the Italian Alps. All right, let's concentrate. Um, let's concentrate on that one for a while. Uh, yeah. Before we do concentrate on that one walk, what got you into these super walks or mega walks, as I call them? Well, I uh, I grew up in in South Florida, so there's not a lot of great walks down there. But my dad lives in northern Idaho, and he's quite a mountain man. And so when I'd go visit him in the summers, he would always take me on uh, these intense hikes. We'd go to Glacier Park in Montana and other obscure areas around northern Idaho, uh, Wyoming. And then when I was 16, I actually spent, uh, I was kind of a wild child, so I spent three months in a wilderness program out in Oregon, just wandering around in big circles. So, I mean, hiking for three months at a time there. Um, so that really got me in, uh, engaged in what it is to be in nature, uh, to walk and to um, just find, you know, the joy and, and mindfulness, the present moment that you attain through these, these walks, sort of spiritual mindset you gain. How many have you done of the, or, like, the organized trips like the Dolomites? Well, the organized trips was actually more of a recent thing. Um, I, I got divorced about three years ago, and after that was my first one. I did the GR20 through Corsica. So I've only done two major walks so far. But okay. prior to that, I've done tons and tons of hiking uh, throughout the States. So, What's the GR2? The, G, uh, the the Alta Via Two is uh it's a walk through through northern Italy. What's the, so the you're going the, through the, the, the GR the first one you did? Oh, the GR twenty, yeah, that's through Corsica. That's a, a long distance traverse through uh, Corsica diagonally going from north to south. Uh, it's about 180 kilometers, um, and then the elevation that you're going through is about 40,000 feet of elevation changes through it. it takes about 15 days. Uh, I did it in 14. Um, it starts in a little town called Calanzana, and then it ends down in uh, this this town called Conca. So that that one is actually there's a lot of GR, which are Grand Revere, is what the uh, the term is used for these long walks. And there's there's tons and tons of these throughout Europe, uh, but the GR20 has been coined as the the most difficult of the GR walks. So I started off with the the most uh, you know the, the most intense walk out of out of the list at least that's what they say. Is that, is that why you chose that one? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I wanted to push myself uh, physically, mentally, and uh, and Corsica is a kind of an obscure place. Not a lot of people. It's a an island in the Mediterranean. It's got an interesting history between uh, its previous ownership from Italy. And then being uh, now a French, a French island, but then still having this sort of like self-nationalist identity. So it's got kind of all over the place. It's a really beautiful, spectacular place. And 
Let's talk about the preparation for the GR, the first one, and, and what you tend yeah. to tell, how light you travel or how, how heavy you travel. Tell me what you take with you. So I, uh, I have an Osprey bag. It's about a 65-liter bag. Uh, I ended up packing a little too heavy at first and just started dumping stuff. I brought some novels. I just threw those out. You know, I, uh, Trekking poles are a must for any long walk. Um, they definitely take off the strain on your knees and, you know, give you a sense of balance and have definitely saved my life a number of times where there was close calls as to like being on a, a top mountain range and some rocks slip and then, you know, you would fall over and you probably plummet to your death. But since you-, you have the trekking pole, you can, you can gain your balance, bring a sleeping bag. That trip was all camping. Um, there are these little huts throughout the, the trip that you stop at and you just pay a, a little bit of money to, to camp there. They make you a meal. Um, they may have some sort of shower set up. It may be like a cave or just a hose. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just, you wake up in the morning, you eat a, a light breakfast and then you, you fill up your water bottles and then you head out for the next, the next uh, spot. When you uh, got your uh, when you got your pack to its optimum weight, what was it? What was the optimum weight after you dumped the novels? Uh, probably around twenty pounds. Yeah, really, really light, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to carry too too much for these trips. So what's and there's people. Sorry, go ahead. What's in the what? What do you get with your twenty pounds? What makes up the twenty pounds? What's in there? Well, for that trip, I had my sleeping bag. I had my sleeping um, my tent. Um, my trekking poles, I had uh, food, you know, snacks along the way, a lot of Trader Joe's snacks for sure. And uh, <laughs> I, I had my, a few pairs of clothes, not too much, just maybe like, you know, you definitely want to carry more socks than anything else. Um, I had some, uh, let's see, some a first aid kit, just in case anything got hairy, um, I definitely had. Did you use the first aid kit? Uh, definitely. Yeah, that trip actually, it was my first long walk, so my feet were pretty destroyed um, because I didn't really have the, the proper shoes. I mean, I had good, I had hiking boots and I broke them in, but those shoes were absolutely torn up by the end and my, my feet were pretty blistered at, by the end of it. I was uh, kind of struggling the last day to get through it. <laughs> now you Now that you know you need really good shoes, what ones did you get? I got these oboes and didn't get a single blister on my last trip. Actually, me and my friend, I, I went with, I met him on the GR20s from London, and we decided to, to link up again to do the Dolomite trip. Um, and on the last day, we were both running to see who would finish first. So, I mean, I didn't have a single blister on my feet. My legs were in much better condition. I mean, we were literally running down the, the last portion of the the track to see who would who would accomplish it first. How do you spell that brand? Uh, Oboes. It's O B O Z. Okay. All right. Now. Oboes. They're great. Yeah. Let's take a break, and I will talk more. This is great. If you have the time, I'm loving it. It's WBZ. Uh, so they opened their big mouths, and out came talk. Jay Talk. Jay Talking. Talk. With Bradley Jay. WBZ News Radio 1030. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where are you going? I'll be all around in the dark. Oh, don't leave me tonight. I'll be everywhere, wherever you can look. Tonight will be a fine night, be dad, judging by the sky. Jay Talking, Bradley Jay, WBZ News Radio 1030. We continue with Colton Owsley, who walks. He walks long, long walks, over 100 miles sometimes. And we were concentrating on a couple of the two kind of organized walks he did. The first being called GR20, which is in Corsica. And we, we did cover what he took with him about 20 pounds and not, nothing fancy. Good shoes, socks, and a first aid kit. I'm curious about people you met. On the road, on the trail, did you meet anybody interesting? I'm sure you did. I definitely did. I uh, the first trip I I made, uh, we called ourselves the Goat Pack. By the end of it, um, I met a, a gentleman from London who I again did my last trip to the Dolomites with um, my buddy John, and then I met uh, I hiked with four people from um, Holland, uh, a couple, and a father and a son. And then I went with um, my buddy from Nashville, so it was it was us as a crew going together, and we we met pretty instantaneously. I met John after his um, his pack was actually uh, destroyed by all of his food got destroyed by a horse, a wild horse that popped into the campyard, <laughs> wow. and uh, just it threw his backpack everywhere. All of his food was eaten up and we went over and talked to him and then uh shortly after met the um the the couple from holland and then the uh, the father-son duo and just a great camaraderie it's amazing that the sort of connection and community that you can create in such a short period of time um again i only hung out with john for those 14 days but when i met up with him for our our next hike it was as if you know, I'd, I'd known him for, he's a, he's a really close friend because when you spend that type of, um, that type of, uh, time and, you know, and it, it go through something that's so physically, um, you know, strenuous and not only that, but being able to see sites that not a lot of people will get to experience, uh, it really brings a, a really close camaraderie. How are there people on the trail that are pretty old? Oh, yeah, there definitely are. There was actually um, we ran into one guy, and he was in his um, later sixties, and he had done the GR when he was uh, really young, and he he decided that before he died, he wanted to do it again. Uh, I mean, it definitely would take take a you know takes a little more time. You get older, your body's not as well conditioned, but. Uh, and a lot of people, they may not end up doing the whole thing at once. They'll do it in portions. So there were, you know, a lot of people of varying ages out on the trail, but not all of them. Out of the entire group, 
only uh, me, my friend from Nashville, and John completed the entire walk. So a lot of people will go on for maybe six days, five days, to just do little portions. Um, but that older gentleman, he was going for the whole thing, so it still happens, you know. Any, uh, you, t- you mentioned close calls. Any close calls on this particular walk? On this particular walk, yeah, actually it was – I had um, a day where – I left the group because there was on day four, there was a, a, an alternative route where you could climb up the tallest mountain on Corsica. It's called Monticino. And so I, I left everybody and went to, I, nobody wanted to go with me. So I went up there, I climbed that. I ended up getting lost because they went to a, two refuges pass. So I ended up going to the next one, kind of setting up my tent, getting ready for, for dinner, looking around. Nobody's there of my, anybody that I know. There was uh, some two older French ladies that I met who, who told me, like, your friends aren't here. So uh, I decided just to stay for dinner. Finally got my stuff together, and I was going to head to meet up with them. It was getting late. So I got into that camp really late. The next morning, we're walking. Uh, my my friend uh, Josh, we, we lose the trail, and – we fall down. This, there was a bunch of leaves at this point, so we're not on the trail. It's not clearly marked. We fall, and uh, I mean, we rolled down the down the, the side of this mountain for a little bit. I broke my trekking pole, one of them, and uh, that was pretty devastating because, again, without those trekking poles, I don't think I would have been able to complete it. But there was a miracle involved. So later on, when we're um, we're, we're walking. I'm now walking with one trekking pole. Very, very tired from the grueling day before. Uh, I get to a campsite, and lo and behold, when I go and set up my, my tent underneath a tree that I picked, there was a staff that someone had carved that was the exact same height and size as my trekking pole. That's great. So that trip, yeah, it was incredible. There's there's a there's an old saying my my buddy Josh because he's the one who does a lot of he's done a number of long walks too and he says you know when with the Camino he's the he did the Camino a few years ago and he's always encouraged me to do it and so that's why I'm really excited about this next walk to do the Camino. But there's a saying the Camino provides and so there's this thing about when you're on these trips and you put yourself out into a journey into the unknown that you really are able to experience um, miraculous events of, of things kind of going wrong, but then setting themselves right. So it's, it's only when you, when you push yourself out to those extremes or into a journey of the unknown, do you invite that sort of experience to, to become present in your life. Any of these trails flat, uh, relatively flat without steep, a lot of steep inclines or they, uh, do they all, have pretty severe elevation gains? The two that I've done have been pretty severe elevation gains. Um, though the Camino is pretty pretty flat for the most part. So that, that one's going to be much less grueling as for, um, you know, elevation changes. But the grueling part about the Camino is going to be completing it in one, one trek. So it's the, the fact that it's so long. It's not necessarily the difficulty of having to do Vera Ferrata, which on the last one are where there are, um, you know, iron cables to help assist you because you're going up these, these steep 
uh, bits or having to go through a waterfall or something. There's something to hold on. It's not going to be grueling in that sense. It's going to be grueling in the fact that it's just the, the distance of it. So how much money, long. How, how much money did you raise for the first one and the second one? And how much do you figure you need to raise for uh, the fir- Camino? The first one was, uh, I probably spent about, well, the first one is different. So, in the sense that the GR, I did camping. So the camping is, there are these huts you can stay at, but it's a lot cheaper to go camping. So the most expensive bit was just getting there, the, you know, the plane tickets over. Um, once I was there, I was spending uh, maybe uh, eight euro to stay at the campsite and maybe like uh, 10 for food. So it was about 18 euro a day. I don't know. And then this last trip, though, for the Dolomites, they don't allow camping or wild camping, so to speak. You have to stay at these huts, which made it a much more interesting experience. It, it was because uh, the huts, you know, they're they're up in the mountains. They've got food for you, a nice espresso in the morning, uh, little bunk beds, much more, uh, you know, communal in a sense and those would vary from being uh more lavish because they were more next to ski towns or kind of more run-of-the-mill if they're kind of deeper into the mountains so this last experience i definitely spent uh way more i would definitely recommend people joining some sort of alpine club or something like that because that gives you the ability to have some sort of discount cool uh, for your for your staying there um, my we, buddy John had a, an Alpine Club membership. Colton, what? How are your uh, preparations going to be different for this one? Not so much elevation, longer distance. What kind of accommodations are along the way? Give me the lowdown. So there's again, there's a number of different walks. So I've decided that I'm going to do the Camino Frances, the, the French way that starts in Saint Jean Pied de Port. Um, so the, the difference for this one, again, it, it's much longer. So that takes into consideration, um, you know, leaving um, a lot of things open. So for Trader Joe's, you're only allowed to take off 21 days at a time, which is pretty awesome because you can take that off multiple times throughout the year. Um, that's what really has drawn me to, to keep my employment there for, for these years. But the uh, I'm going to have to definitely either take a, a – a leave of absence or, or quit for a little while. So I'm planning to do it in between when I'm, I'm going to be moving from Boston to Denver next year. And so while I'm in the, the flux mode, I'm going to be um, taking the walk. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to buy a one-way ticket. It's going to take about, takes anywhere from 30 to 34 days to that route. Um, so I'm going to just kind of, you know, put in, I'm going to keep it kind of open um, as, as to when I come back. Right. Who uh, knows what will happen? My... Something could happen. You yeah. know, might get. Help. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, take how, my time with it. How much money do you figure you have to save up for this one? For this one, I would probably say about mm, probably like three or four thousand dollars. Say so somewhere in there. OK. By the way, do you care? You carry cash? You must, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't carry the whole lot with me. 
the last one I did carry most of it because there was only one stop along the way that I was able to get to an ATM. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just carry it close by you with your passport. Uh, don't really leave it, leave it out anywhere. Right. So tell me about the walk itself. It goes from the history of it. Uh, as I understand, it's so ancient that they they used to use it as a penance. If you were bad in, in the Catholic religion, they could sentence you to penance of having to walk this thing. Yeah, so the history of the Camino de Santiago goes back to the beginning of the ninth century, so around the year 1814. Um, it was a monument discovery of, so the, the lore is that um, St. James's remains are, are found and um, are held within the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela. So essentially pilgrims would make this either for penance or for just spiritual purposes as a pilgrimage um, across, uh, you know, these, these Roman roads um, in order to, again, gain penance or just uh, as a pilgrimage in search for um, and connecting with their faith. So along the way, what happens now is you get to carry a document called a credential, which essentially you get stamps. Um, it's like a pilgrim's passport, and they stamp it with the official St. James stamp at each town or, or refuge that you stay at. Um, and so once you've accumulated all these stamps, when you get to, to the end, you can you, you can get a blessing, a certificate, et cetera. Um, on my last one with the, the, the Dolomites, I got stamps at each place I stayed, and once I got to the felt tree, I got to sign the book. Uh, me and my friend were the second and third ones to complete it for that season, and then they gave us uh, our Ulta Via two pen. So it's just it's a way to commemorate. You know, this is much more uh, meaningful to me in the sense that it's much longer, and uh, you know, maybe I'll get some penance from it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, I was at a, at a um, flea market the other day, and this guy had brought a lot of stuff from Germany, and it had these walking sticks, and on the walking sticks were numbers of badges that, it, that they're sort of tin badges that form to the walking stick and they're kind of nailed on. And it's all the, the peaks that people have been on. I know that's not exactly what you do, but it's fun to get these little, I'm sure it's fun to get these little recognitions of things accomplished. Are you going to go alone on this trip? Yeah, I do plan to do this one alone. My previous ones I've done with uh, one other friend at the time. Like I said, when I started the GR20, I went with a friend from Nashville. Um, my last one I did with a friend from London. This one I'm going to do solo. Um, it's uh, I'm really excited about that, The just to be really going to make this a pilgrimage. The other ones were definitely pilgrimages too, but being by yourself I think is uh, for me going to be a uh, very meaningful way to get in tune um more with myself and uh and, and god's creation around me so when you go alone you can hang out with people on the on the road as much as you want and then you can just move on and be by yourself when you want exactly and i definitely plan on meeting people that's the thing about these trips is that people who are doing this are like-minded in the sense you know they're they're travelers they're wanderers they're pilgrims and uh, from all different parts of the world. So, you know, you can you get to connect on a on a very interesting level. And then again, you, if you need to, you, you just depending on people's walking paces, you you may run into each other again. You may not. So 
do you have plans after after this one? I mean, what about the long term? So the long term after this one, the next one I want to do is the Annapurna Circuit through Nepal. That's about an 18-day uh, trek. Um, and then uh, there's definitely a number of other trips, you know, through there's the uh, down in South America. There's a few trips I've been looking at. I've been looking through uh, some, some treks through Eastern Europe. But the main two right now that I have my eyes focused on are, um, again, the Camino and then um, the Annapurna Circuit through Nepal. And now, before we go, I'm, I want to get a handle on why you do this again, because we touched upon it. But um, I want to drill down a little more. It does something for you beyond what we understand. It's, it, it's healthy for you. It, can you describe what it does for you? You are driven to do this. This is something that takes a lot of planning. You are driven to do it. What is it that drives you? Uh, it's the sense of adventure, uh, the sense of being untethered. It's the sense of uh, truly, truly engaging in the moment. I mean, you leave behind your work. You leave behind familiar surroundings. You become, you're just immersed in an unknown state of being. And what that does for, for me personally is it helps me to find a sense of transcendence, of connectedness, groundedness. Um, I mean, uh, a zen-like feeling that uh, it just, nothing else has ever come close to, to providing that sort of uh, state of mind. So, I mean, these walks for me are, are truly spiritual. They're truly significant. They're truly life-changing. And they really bring me back to what's important, the simple things, a good meal, a, a, a meal with meeting a new person, seeing something I've never seen before, um, smelling the, the air in the morning. I mean, just the, even the painful parts, my feet hurt, this or that. I have to wash my socks in a sink with hand soap. You, take, you don't take anything for granted. Nothing, nothing is, is, uh, is taken for granted in these moments. And that just brings you to a state of awareness that, you know, everything is a gift. And when everything is a gift, you truly start to embody the feeling of love. You embody the feeling of the present moment. And, and what that does for me is it just allows me to continue my mission. And that's so much of my mission is to be a warrior of light of love in this world. So it there, really helps me on my journey. <laughs> are there any walks in the United? Of course there are. What are some of your favorite in the U S that provide this, provide all this as well that you love? Well, some of the, the walks will, a lot of people will do the Appalachian trail that is and the Pacific trail. Those are the long walks of the, some of the main big ones in the U S I haven't done those. I've done portions of them. Uh, I've never done them in their entirety. Those are definitely on my list to do as well. Um, I'm a big fan of John Muir. I would love to do the John Muir trail. He's, uh, you know, he's throughout, uh, that's about a 20 day trek. There's some bunch of treks. That's why I'm moving to Denver is because uh, <laughs> there's just so much mountain, so much mountain ranges, so many walks and so many trails to do out throughout there. But I've done some through the great China wall in Montana um, different parts of the Tetons. Um, 
I mean, this country alone has just so much beauty, and it's so diverse. I've done hikes through Arizona when I lived there. Um, I mean, do you get the desert? You can get the mountains. You can get the ocean. This place has so much to provide uh, people just to get outdoors, get walking, get connected with nature, get off your phone. <laughs> you know, you're pretty. You're pretty young. How old are you? Thirty. I'm 29. 20, yep. 29. You've done a lot of walking in only 29 yeah. years. And I plan to do a lot more. It must bother you. Let me rephrase it. How much does it bother you to see how we have trashed and continue to trash our earth? Uh, I mean, it's it's really appalling. Uh, it's very sad. I mean, we live in a consumer-based culture where everything is disposable. Uh, that I mean, it's not sustainable. And uh, we're going to reap the repercussions. Mother Earth will be just fine. You know, grand cycles happen on hers. We're, we're escalating cycles. And, you know, ultimately, it's to our detriment that, that we live this way. So right. the Earth just needs, just needs a little bit of time. And all of the grand structures, all these things will go away. But if we want to enjoy this place and, and get to enjoy one another's company, we really need to start thinking in more sustainable ways. Uh, we need to start thinking about the future. Um, and, uh, you know, if you look at a small child, I'm also a preschool music teacher. I see little children. I play music with them. And it's if we want to make a better place for them and for their kids, then we need to really start thinking about how are we living now and how out of sync we are with the natural world. One more thing I've, I've neglected to talk about, and that is you're a music teacher, you're a musician, and you mentioned at Trader Joe's, that you were going to take a small, small practice type of guitar or something and do some busking? What was that? Yeah, yeah. So that's how I plan to sort of, I, I would like to bring a small backpack guitar, play some music, meet people, play music with them, busk around, see if I can get my meals paid for through the day, you know, while just playing some music, sharing my gifts with people. And uh, that's that's definitely on my, my plan to, to to utilize music as part of that journey. And my previous trips didn't bring any musical instruments, but for this long walk, I definitely plan to bring a small backpacking guitar and um, to work on some music throughout the journey as well. Well, Colton, I really appreciate you trusting me and calling up and you know sharing your life and your stories and your, and your travels and your hikes. Uh, I, I hope it was pleasant for you. This will be a podcast, and you can share it with your friends or people at Trader Joe's, whatever you like. Thanks so much, Colton Owsley. Thank you so much, Bradley J. Yep. Great to meet you. Likewise. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.